You're currently listening to Onyx and the world of oil derivatives. I'd like to take this opportunity to introduce you to Onyx Insight, a reporting and analysis service that focuses particularly on the oil swaps market. The service comes in a form of daily WhatsApp updates, trading window reviews, monthly reports, and liquidity and volatility assessments. All our information is derived directly from our trading floor of Onyx Commodities, the number one liquidity provider of oil swaps globally. There's no service like ours, providing expert analysis across the barrel and reporting in real time from those with real skin in the game. To find out more information and sign up to our free trial, visit our website at www.onyxcapitaladvisory.com or Google Onyx Advisory Insight. Also, please be sure to check out our LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Nathan from Honest Commodities. So at the moment, I'm on. I'm on. Let's do it again. Sorry, Nathan. You were saying. <laughs> okay. So good afternoon, everyone. I'm Nathan from Honest Commodities. So I'm on Crew Desk, and today we've got Harry, who's on Crew Desk as well, to share some of his experience with us. Hello. Yeah. So. What do uh, you want to know? Uh, so Harry, do you want to talk a bit about yourself? Like how did you become a trader and like what excites you to become a trader? Uh, from like from the very start? Yeah. So I was, I guess I was fortunate enough that my dad always had a bit of an interest in trading. Um, so he kind of, you know, knew I was into my like maths and sciences and always had a bit of an eye for it. Um, when I was younger at school. So he did some trading from home. Mm. Um, so I used to sit with him quite a lot. Um, read a lot of trading books, you know, like the classics like Market Wizards, things like that. Mm. Um, and I think like the more I sort of sat with him, the more I read, the more like an interest I took in it um, and started to put some of my own money on the line. Um, and then I guess from there, you kind of go one or two ways, don't you? you sort of, you either sort of want to jump in with both feet or you realize it's not for you. and and I realized it was something that I'd wanted to pursue, you know, at least after uni professionally. Um, and then after uni, I applied to a few places, applied to a few banks um, and a few hedge funds. Um, and I ended up at another commodities trading house um, as a graduate. Um, about six months after I graduated, I did a brief spell in asset management um, in Bristol where I studied. And then so I started as a junior in 2014 um, at another hedge fund where Greg and Omar were bo- and Luke were both working. Um, and I joined the fuel desk there. And I spent, in the two and a half years I was there, I kind of gradually worked my way up in the fuel desk. Um, yeah. I spent the last year or so kind of co-running the book um, with another colleague. Um, but in terms of progression there um it was a bit less structured than onyx now obviously we've kind of you know we've built on yeah. what we thought could be improved there so it wasn't as uh it wasn't as like a neat progression but i was lucky that there wasn't a load of people standing in my way in terms of other juniors um and they were quite short staffed so i kind of made that work for me in a way that it meant that i had more exposure from early on i know that's something that like people don't always get 
uh, the advantage of, but I was kind of thrown in at the deep end um, and it was a bit of a sink or swim situation. Um, and luckily for me, I quite like being in those situations. So it's like, I think it's good to learn if you, yeah. you know, if you're kind of backed into a corner, especially with trading, because there's no real substitute for actually doing it. Um, and then I left there in 2016 and then joined Onyx at the end of 2016 mm-hmm. um, after six months out. And then uh, was doing fuel oil for a, for a bit at Onyx and then moved to doing LPG um, along with the Lightens guys for the best part of two years. Um, and then as of last year, I've been trading, as you know, um, under the crude book. Uh, trading the US crudes. Um, so that's been from January this year up until now. So just about to finish our first full year um, of trading US crude. And cool. that's, that's that's from start to now. <laughs> it just sounds like when you were when you were a junior, like it was definitely tough. Things were tough. Yeah, I mean, like you, learning but curve you, was steep. But you, but you know as well, right? Like, yeah. you know, when, how long have you been here? I've been here a year and a half now. Yeah, so more it's... Than that, it's it's a bit of a, especially when you come from not have really traded, like commodities is different. Like trading, trading FX on a computer at home is one thing. Yeah. And then you come into trading commodities and like, I'm sure you were the same because you traded a bit before. Yeah. And it's like, you don't really know what to expect. And I remember coming in and thinking it was like going back 30 years in that like everyone was using big clunky spreadsheets. Everything was like yeah. voice brokered. Yeah. It just seemed like, it just seemed like going back. It, it was kind of what I thought trading used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of learning that, it was like, in my head, it was going to be one thing and just learning new strategies and stuff. Um, but then all of a sudden it was like, you're learning about new products. Like, you know, you were also learning about how to like conduct yourself, which was something that I'd never really thought of doing in training. You know, how do you speak to brokers? How do you interact with other people? Like, you know, you're using a spreadsheet to price things. You're like ma- manually marking a curve all this stuff that I'd never really even thought of because when you're just trading like FX and stocks, yeah. it's, it's all done for you. You know, you're just clicking a button really like you don't have to mark any curves, you don't have to speak to anyone. Um, so all of a sudden all these like new facets of like trading, which I'd never even really considered before, which I thought were like quite in the past. Yeah. Um, you had to learn. And then in terms of the actual training itself, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have the benefit of loads of people there to train me like, at any times of the day it was kind of had to sort of figure it out for myself which i i don't don't know did you find that too did you Um, i think when you talk to like when you speak to seniors they definitely give you an idea like what's going on in the market but then like to actually make money you have to experience yourself like yeah no one's gonna like really there's only so much someone can teach you yeah yeah um but like we've made an effort here to to have more of a sort of I think just like a better structured training program, even when guys are starting to trade on their own and, and just a bit more of like yeah, a definitely. sort of mentorship thing. Cause yeah. when I was starting out, it was great. Cause I was sitting next to the senior trader and he didn't really have a choice, but, uh, but he was also trying to figure stuff out as well. Okay. Um, we were both kind of reasonably new to it cause we had one guy left and then my boss at the time came over from the crew desk. So we were both kind of trying to figure it out and I was obviously trying to learn from him. Yeah. And I think he had a bit of a, you know, it was probably tough for him to, to have to learn himself and teach me, you know, I was his fucking like child basically. Yeah. Um, so I kind of vowed that, you know, at Onyx, it's, if it's in my power to like not let that happen, because obviously that's like, it, it was fine and it suited me in a way, but I wouldn't really wish that on anyone else because I don't think it's like the optimal way to, to learn necessarily. 
Mm. Um, and I think you could almost, you could probably like end up losing a few good people just because if you have a bit of a sort of erratic way of training people. Um, yeah. yeah, so well, obviously, obviously Onyx is still quite a young firm. Um, and now Onyx, I would say like it's quite structured in the sense that like we've got um, training program, etc. Yeah, et I agree. It's always but, a work in progress, but yeah. I, yeah. I, and how was it like when Onyx first started? <laughs> um, it wasn't like it was now. I mean, effectively, you've kind of got... Well, when it very first started and there was barely any trading going on, it was a bit easier to like hire people because the traders have more time to do non-trading related things. But um, we were lucky that we hired some good people at the start who were, I guess, like patient. I mean, and you, you're the same. Like, you yeah. know, you joined when we were pretty young still and we hadn't had that much in place. Mm. Um, so I think it's like, you know, credit to you guys for being patient and realizing that it's not, like, you know, obviously if we had an amazing training program and it was all done amazingly, then that would be great. But we were like, it, I think everyone wanted to sort of pitch in and and make it happen. You know, yeah. we knew it was going to happen. It was just going to take time and we needed to iterate it through getting yeah. juniors in, training them, figuring out what worked, figuring out what didn't work, getting their feedback. But there's no real shortcut you can do rather than hiring people and putting them through the training program, getting them to kind of help you iterate it. Um, but I think before it was, you know, when we started, it was, it was just like kind of picking, getting people off the desk when you can. And we were just like, you know, and even for the seniors, we were learning as we go because we were trying to put our own stamp on things and not just replicate what we did at our old place. Um, so I think, yeah, it was probably as a junior now, you'd probably find it's a bit, a bit more structured, a bit nicer, mm. you know, everything's a bit more clear cut about what you need to be doing, what you need to be learning, you know, what your goal should be. But I think at the start, you know, we were just kind of almost using the juniors as guinea pigs in a way. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, again, to their credit, like a lot of them kind of pulled through and are now running books. Um, they're now on the other side of the training program, delivering training program and helping us improve it. So kind of all worked out in the end. But yeah, I mean, as as you know, you know, it's, it wasn't perfect for sure for, for a good few years, but we've made a massive effort to really overhaul it mm -hmm. this year, especially. Yeah. Um, and just make the whole thing a lot more professional. And I think actually we're seeing the benefit of that and that we're getting guys through now we seem to have a lot more like efficiency and guys are coming up through the curve quicker. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it just, you know, you need to iterate it and figure out what doesn't work. And unfortunately, like, you know, like you say, there's going to be sometimes where you turn around and say, this is fucking shit. Mm. Like, why are we doing this? But you need to kind of get to that point. Yeah, I agree. You need to get to that. You can't just, you don't like, you can't just sit down before you train anyone and say, this is the perfect way of doing it. You need people to turn around and be like, this is shit. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. So like for me, when I first started, so my exp my expectation was like, oh, I'm going to join on Onyx and I'm going to trade within like three months and then like fo focus a lot on trading. But then the reality is that you're going to focus on admin for like three to four months. Yeah. Even for like back then I was, so all the juniors have to look into bro bills. So it's the brokerage. And but then now we've got a guy looking, like doing all these sort of stuff for us. So, as Harry said, patience is really important for juniors. Yeah. Um, I think as well as like always keep like remembering why you're there and what you're yeah. trying to do. It's not about, because I think like a lot of the reason why people give up quite quickly and especially in this stuff is that like you say, you come in pretty starry eyed, you know, fresh out of uni. Yeah. A lot of people have that like sense of entitlement. Like, you know, I've got a first from fucking Cambridge. Yeah. Um, can we swear by the way? 
you know, I've got a first from Cambridge. Yeah. I've made some money in my own account. Like, I deserve this. Yeah. And then it's almost quite humbling when you come in and someone's like, you're going to be here at six in the morning turning my computer on for me and yeah. doing my admin. But ultimately, it's not... I Like, you. I think you're probably the same as me, is I never really... It's, that's not about that. Like, that's a hoop you, you need to jump through and you should be smart enough to realise that's a hoop to jump through yeah. in order to get where you want to be. You should be thinking, like, when I'm wherever I am in five years, if I net back, this three to six months is going to be irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? It's like It's like six months of your life to potentially set you up for the rest of your life doing what you want to do and, you know, having all the fulfillment and satisfaction that you thought you were going to get. It's just, like, delaying a gratification a bit. But I think some people just can't bear... They're like, they can't bear the sort of the hardship you have to go through, yeah. the sacrifices you have to make in terms of really like it is quite humbling. And I like I had the same, but I just, I just, I just knew it was just like, not even a necessary evil, but it was just gonna be part of it. Like it was just something you had to do to get to where you wanted to be. And in a way, like, if you really are ambitious about this kind of stuff, it's a pretty small price to pay because there's a bunch of guys who are, you know, hungry to get through the door and be where you are so you know it should it, it really shouldn't matter too much but unfortunately some people just can't get over that yeah so just a quick question like when you start out on did you start as a senior trader or a trader or so i started as a i guess i started as a senior trader i mean i was hired i was hired across um i was a hired across you know not to kind of be a junior to yeah. anyone um yeah. and i've always worked pretty autonomously um obviously when i started doing lpg i was figuring out you know i was figuring out as i went along because i never traded so no one was doing that back then as no but no one was doing it so there was no one to train okay. me anyway so a new thing for you so it was a new thing for yeah. everyone a new thing for me so um i've always worked pretty autonomously since i've joined really um cool. yeah even for us grace just no one really traded at onyx back then oh larry did trade it for a fair bit but then like yeah, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a proper book back then. Yeah, it wasn't a proper book, and I think they kind of got as far as, you know, dabbling a little bit. Yeah. Um, but effectively, I think with that market as well is the like the way it's become an export market has completely changed the game. In that, in that, like it used to be all about domestic. From yeah. what I gather, it was yeah. a domestic market, in which most of the supply and demand dynamics probably would have come from you know, production and refineries, you know, what refineries are using. Um, whereas now you've got, you've effectively, it's like WTI. Now you've opened it up to the world. Yeah. That now you have to consider the whole, the whole world when you're looking at like supply and demand dynamics in that, like, you know, you've got, you've got export grades basically, which trade purely, pretty much purely on an export basis. Mm -hmm. um, whereas you wouldn't have had to consider that before. So actually when I, I was quite careful when I was looking back at, you know, advice people would give me because it was effectively you almost had to start again because it was not the same market and like that's quite common with markets you know you get these like paradigm shifts um which make a lot of the old stuff irrelevant and yeah you you know you might be able to like bring a few things along but ultimately i think if you get it's quite dangerous to to try and repeat history yeah um when you know that the conditions have changed mm -hmm. so going from a junior trader to a senior trader and health desk and being a partner at Onyx now yeah what advice would you give to employees at Onyx to like to become the management like to get up to I the think, management level I think 
it's kind of what I said before and that I think uh, you know you got to think about where you want to be and realise that like, it's really important to enjoy the journey firstly I'm not saying that everything should be like just a hoop you have to jump through because you want to be a partner in a firm mm-hmm. um, but ultimately like when you join you know you should be like we want to hire ambitious people and we want people to like you know doesn't mean everyone necessarily has to want to be a partner um, but like wherever you want to get to where you want to be it's just like you need to kind of figure out what what you need to do to get there and realize that you have to take some risks make some sacrifices and really like you know a lot of people get quite comfortable trading as like a secondary trader to someone mm-hmm. but ultimately like if you know maybe you just want to be the best secondary trader in the world and there's nothing like there's nothing necessarily wrong with that mm-hmm. um but if you want to work your way up to being a, like a senior trader or autonomous trader then to a partner like you got to realize that like you're going to have to make a significant contribution in some way to the firm. And the only way to do that is to put yourself way out of your comfort zone. Um, And that, but again, that can be something that's to do with your strengths. So it's just like everyone's path isn't going to be the same, but you need to be very clear about what you think you're going to be good at, like where you think you're going to excel and how you're going to basically, you know, because if you're going to be a partner, you've basically got, you've got, you have got to excel. So how are you going to excel? And, where are the opportunities for you to excel? Like what desk are you on? What can you do to, to, you know, how are you going to change the way this desk trades or how are you going to triple the desk revenue or something? You know, how are you going to have a, how are you going to be an impact player rather than just a passenger? Yeah. Um, and I think that's where I, like, I, when I was at my first job trading, I think I got very used to being a secondary trader and that I obviously, you know, when he was on holiday, I was happy to run the book, but, there's something different about knowing that someone's going to come back in after a week and knowing that it's just you indefinitely, you know, because you know, you know, if you, if something goes wrong, like he's going to be there eventually and it will kind of, you know, you can work it out together, but there's something quite, you know, there's something quite scary, but exciting about having your own book because it's, it's effectively, it's all on you, but you know, that's where like, that's, that's the level you have to be at. Um, if you want to really like go far because that's how you make a significant contribution you know that's why I like starting up new desks and opening new products because it's like a real challenge for me personally but also I think that's how you know that's how firms expand is by you know going into new markets rather than just replacing the senior you know rather than just replacing the senior trader or just doing what they do you know it's about like that's that's what entrepreneurialism is out like at a firm like ours it's like how do you like push the firm into new places rather than just sitting next to someone and just kind of doing what they do and then the occasional week when they're away you you take over for a bit but again that's like that's a good contribution but I wouldn't say it's a significant one mm-hmm. and if you want to be a partner you need to make a significant contribution yeah cool so I think that's it anything day. you want to talk about um that's all for me um so you good? Yeah. thank you very much Harry no worries. Thank uh, you for listening. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>